Hey everybody, this is Jake Walker and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live in light of the day of Jesus' return. I am so excited for today because I believe you have such a treat coming your way and that is hearing from my dear, dear brother, one of my best friends in the world, Levi Walker. I love him so much. He's my little brother, but as I'll say, I am led by him in so many ways, look up to him in so many ways. I'm so thankful for him, and gosh, he is brilliant. So I'm excited for you to get to hear. We're talking about truth today in this episode. So get ready. Let's just jump right in. Living for the day, truth with Levi Walker. Well, hey, everybody, welcome uh, to this episode of Living for the Day, and I am so excited. I'm delighted. I uh, have invited my incredible brother, Levi Walker, uh, to be on the podcast. Levi, say what's up to everybody listening to Living for the Day. What's up, everybody listening to Living for the Day? Uh, I'm honored to be invited to this episode and yeah just heartfelt praying that you would be encouraged and spurred on towards love for and commitment to jesus come on come on so good levi just for anybody who doesn't really know you can you just tell us a little bit about your family and maybe why you follow jesus to this day oh yeah so i'm jake's little brother but he's not little he's extremely <laughs> strong and amazing and i look up to him in so many ways and that's kind uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm the second born in the Walker family. I've married to my lovely wife, Kayla, and we have two daughters, Glory Lynn and Evelyn Dawn. And love them very much. They're awesome. Oh, man, following Jesus. Uh, where to even begin? I just so believe in the reality of Jesus, uh, but beyond being compelled and convinced by all the evidence uh, he's just, as portrayed in scripture, such a good God, such a loving God, and gives so much hope that is not available anywhere else. And I want and need hope. And so I'm really into what Jesus has to offer and just want to keep giving my life to helping other people come into that hope as well. Amen. Amen. Uh, Levi, we're sitting here together on a podcast about living for the day when we see Jesus face to face when he returns. I know you and I are so excited about the day we share that. We're we are. We're living for the day. And I just wonder you know why does the day inspire you? What comes to your mind? What is there anything, you know, while you're on this podcast today that you're like, you know, I know this podcast's purpose is to encourage and equip people to live in light of the day of Jesus's return. This is what I would want to say, you know, while I'm on this podcast about living for the day, living for heaven. Oh, man. What makes me so excited and hopeful about the day is that for those who are in Christ, 
it's it's a day where victory is assured and so jake you and i both ran track you and i both know what it's like to race and i just see the day as a sort of finish line to not only um our um work uh unto the lord and unto the gospel but it's also a finish line for all evil and all suffering um but as I look towards that finish line, I'm just excited that it's it's a finish line where I'm guaranteed to win <laughs> as long as I Amen. stay submitted to and faithful to Jesus. Uh, my own merit, my own impressiveness or lack thereof does not factor into it. Uh, it's Jesus's grace that sustains me and guarantees victory. And that's that just brings me all the hope I need. So good. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, just love you, brother. So thankful for you. So thankful that we get to be brothers, and um, so thankful to to be brothers. So united on a mission together. Hmm. And for those of you who don't know, we both uh, have the honor of being youth pastors at a local church in Los Angeles, and it's just so fun doing that with you, Levi. Mm-hmm. We are in a series on this podcast all about topics that help us to live for the day. And today I want to talk about truth and just the reality of truth and why truth is important when it comes to living for the day. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot of different topics from friends, uh, which you are a capital F friend, my brother. If you listen to that episode, Mm -hmm. um, discipline, the Bible, prayer, uh, you know, all kinds of things. And today we're talking about kind of a fundamental, you know, which is mm-hmm. the reality of truth. And, you know, I know that in today's world, the idea of objective truth and just in general, truth is very under assault. And to make claims about truth is, can be seen as offensive. And uh, I guess I just wanted to talk about that and not be ashamed together to say, no, there is truth. There is a truth. There is the truth. And I just think, Levi, I just think you're so wise. You're so um, intelligent. And I love listening to you speak and preach. And I just thought, man, it would be so fun to have my incredible teaching gift brother on this podcast to talk a little bit about truth. And so, yeah, Levi, just for a moment, um, can you talk for a second about kind of our world today and it's uh, not liking of truth yeah. and why you think that it's reasonable, legitimate to believe in truth? Yeah, for sure. You, you mentioned that truth's kind of under assault and I would agree. And I would speculate, call me an optimist, but I would speculate that people... Um, you know, can <laughs> people get offended quickly and heatedly nowadays, if you hadn't noticed. And <laughs> um, what I, I think is that people are quick to say like, oh, you are offensive, you are close-minded, you are whatever. And I think that people aren't as angry at people as they are the fact that they're angry at truth <laughs> because truth by its nature divides uh truth from falsehood Hmm. and so truth by its nature makes you right or wrong yeah and 
And I think people, I think that's what people are really against. They don't want to be told that they're wrong. Wow. And so they're kind of attacking the concept of truth so that they will never have to be confronted with the fact that they're wrong. Never have to be wow. confronted by the fact that they need to change. Repentance. And yeah. You know, <laughs> good stuff. And so if, if you can kind of like undermine the whole system that defines things, as right or wrong, if you can take away the definer, then you kind of get to fill that void and define Whoa. what is right or wrong yourself. And so, which is really, now we're just kind of like diagnosing or clarifying the biblical portrait of sin in the human heart wow. is that people want to be their own definers. Wow. People want to, um, yeah, do away with truth that is outside of them. Because if it's outside of you, then it has bearing on how you have to live. Wow. Uh, and if truth is just inside of me, then I can sort of control it. And so that's why I, I would speculate that truth is being attacked right now because simply because of sin in the human heart, people don't want to be held accountable to anything outside of themselves, which I don't want to make that sound outside of myself. I, I, you know, I was a sinner. I am a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm a new creation, you know. But I'm familiar with the desire to uh, self-define, for the desire to justify myself, right. the desire to rewrite the boundaries, rewrite the rules, to make, put me in a favorable light and put others in not as much of a favorable light. And so really, though, I mean, maybe I'm getting ahead. I don't, I don't know all your Go prompts, ahead, but, Go ahead, but Go Jesus, ahead. we can't separate Jesus being truth from Jesus being Savior. Um, because if, if we believe what Jesus has said, that he's come to save us, but then we say we don't want to change, what, what do we think we're being saved from? Wow. <laughs> it's my, uh, humble opinion that the things that we're most resistant to change in our hearts, uh, the things that we're most likely to reject God or the Bible for, are exactly the things that God wants to save us from. Wow. Um, That's so and, good, bro. And frankly, you can't get there if you think that truth is not a thing, that if you think truth is fluid, as soon as you say truth is fluid, there's just no truth. <laughs> I was going to say, can you just talk for a second why it doesn't make sense to say there is no absolute truth? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're you're really shooting yourself in the foot there because... <laughs> In order to say there is no truth, you have to say, yeah, except for the statement I just made, that there is no truth. Uh, and so it's a self-defeating sentence. It's a self-defeating <laughs> self thought that there is no absolute truth except for this one. Um, well, why is that one absolute? Um, there's, there's no reason to believe that. Um, and beyond that, Jake, it's, it's not just <laughs> philosophically wrong. It's that people, including myself, at times we're just woefully inconsistent when you claim huh. that truth is relative. Uh, people all the time will claim like, Oh, you have your truth. I have my truth and we're good. We're good. Yeah. We're good until our quote truths conflict. Right. <laughs> and when my truth steps on your truth, then all of a sudden, no, your truth is more truth than my truth. Mm. <laughs> and people, it's interesting. This people kind of can get up in arms about justice, but then they say there's no truth. You huh. can't. You can't have justice without truth. <laughs> right, <laughs> you can't. Right. You can't have right or wrong without truth. And so, 
people, it, it's just an utterly inconsistent worldview yeah. to claim that there is no truth. No one, no one actually lives that way. Right. Even if people claim that as a philosophical or ideological stance, no one practically lives that way because no one can live that way. Uh, we're, we're made in the image of God. We're made, um, with, with these, uh, you know, to be made in the image of God, we're a broken image of God, but we still have base instincts of, um, certain things are right. Certain things are wrong. And of course those instincts need to be guided and corrected by scripture. But, um, for people to just take an absolute, I'm absolved of thinking things are right or wrong. No, no one lives that way everything nothing's right and wrong until someone steals from you or attacks you (laughs) or does something wrong to you and then oh no actually there are there is right and wrong but we have to have truth to be able to have that that's so good bro and i love that you brought up the the topic of justice because obviously we see from the truth of god's word how over and over god is you know loving justice that he's a god of justice Mm -hmm. that he's the ultimate just God. But I love that the Bible says to truly execute justice. Yeah. So obviously there's a way to untruly execute justice. And I think, yeah. um, you know, as Christians, it we ha- we should be on the forefront of pursuing biblical justice that we're fighting for because God loves it. We should be on the forefront of truly executing justice. But, you know, there are some times, there are some ways, I believe, that, you know, people will try to execute justice, but it's not truly executing justice. And so I think that's a great example of like, we need truth and we need, and, but who ultimately is the definer of truth? That's the huge thing. And Levi, you know, there are a lot of truth claims out there. Yeah. There are a lot of truth claims. And so Levi, why is it reasonable? Why is it okay why is it justifiable to believe the Bible's truth claims? Why is it justifiable to believe Jesus's truth claims when there are so many truth claims out there? Yeah, that that is the question. And I think I think for me, I know you've done some work on this podcast already talking about the reliability of Scripture. And so if you haven't, go ahead and listen to that episode. But it's... To me, it's so compelling, the historicity of the Bible and the historicity of Jesus. And yeah, for those of you who don't know, the Bible is not the only historical document to talk about Jesus. There are other sources that corroborate it, but the Bible certainly talks about him uh, with eyewitness accounts, which is so compelling. The archaeological reliability of the Bible is in a category of its own. Uh, when it comes to other documents of antiquity, the manuscript evidence, it literally just puts others to shame. Uh, you know, when you have manuscript evidence, you want a lot of manuscripts and you want early manuscripts. And the, like, for instance, Plato has 210 manuscripts for some of his works, but the New Testament manuscripts, we have like 5,400 of them. That's roughly 25 times as many. So if you have any confidence in Plato, you can have 25 times as much confidence (laughs) in scripture. And so when you have that much reliability of the transmission of the eyewitness accounts of Jesus's life, um, it's just so compelling to me that this was a real man who really existed. We can have, 
um, confidence in his words transmitted to us through the scriptures. And so really then it just becomes, um, which by the way, I just have to jump back in. Not all worldviews have that. Mm. Not all other religions have that. You might think like, oh, okay, so Christianity, sure, it can be considered. But what about all these other ones? Mm. Christianity is the only one that can claim um, the level of archaeological support manuscript evidence. It's it's in its own category. And so for me, there's just nothing that can compare for a religion, a belief system that's rooted in history, that's rooted in reality, or we dare we say rooted in truth. Mm. <laughs> and so for me, then... Not, not only is what's transmitted to us reliable, but then the words themselves of Jesus, the man is compelling. Yeah. <laughs> Even outside of the fact that, you know, he died and rose again. And the best historical explanation given the eyewitness accounts is to believe in the resurrection. The, the What he reveals about God, about himself, about human nature, it's it's compelling to me. And so... Yeah, for a man, I mean, just thinking about John 14, verse 6, Jesus Jesus fully saw himself as the, the big deal. He says, I am the way. He says, I am the truth, and I am the life. And so if, if we want to take Jesus seriously, we must take truth seriously. Huh. If we get loose on truth, you're immediately loose on Jesus because wow. Jesus claimed that he was truth. And coming from the other angle, if you take truth seriously, then you at least need to consider what's up with this man who claimed he was truth. Wow. <laughs> you owe it to yourself uh, to research, to investigate the, the claims of Jesus. Um, but yeah, if, if we get loose on truth, if truth suddenly becomes definable by the self, then Jesus claimed to be truth. And so in a move of supreme arrogance. <laughs> if you say, I get to define truth, I have my truth. And you're saying, I get to define Jesus. I have my Jesus. Whoa. And as soon as you do that, you're, you're not following the Jesus of the Bible. You're not following the Jesus of history. You're not following the Jesus of truth. You're following your own preferences and intuitions. And so if we, if we want to take Jesus seriously, we don't get to define the terms. Jesus has already define those. We can accept Jesus, we can reject Jesus, but we cannot change Jesus. That's good, bro. Jesus doesn't make that an option. And so when it comes to living for the day, hmm. if truth is real, then the day is real. Wow. <laughs> and that if if you get fuzzy on truth, then suddenly accountability is gone. Wow. There's there's just no because if the truth, if the day may be coming, may not, maybe it's just this inspirational thought, then all of a sudden I'm not accountable to it. <laughs> I, I don't need to live my life in anticipation of it, and I can just go back to living my life however it was. And so we cannot, it, it, in order to truly follow Jesus, in order for Jesus to be able to be known, truth is truth is reality. And like we already talked about, no one is able to consistently live their life as though truth is relative. Um, and Jesus claims to be objective truth. And so when we, when we get that, that Jesus is objective truth, then what Jesus claimed about his own return is likewise objective truth. And if that is objectively true, that changes everything. That changes everything about our present and our eternity. Wow. (laughs) 
Because uh, if the man said it, if truth himself said that I'm coming back and these things are true about my return, then the only rational and responsible response is to orient our lives completely in anticipation of that event. That's so good, bro. I'm just thinking right now, what's coming to my mind, bro, is how the devil hates truth. He sure does. Even, you know, in the garden, he twisted truth, right? He asked a question, did, did God really say, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's trying, he's attacking truth. And I believe that when Jesus calls him the father of lies, right? He says when he lies, he speaks his native language. Exactly. <laughs> And so it it makes sense, all of us listeners, I just want to encourage us, let's not be ashamed to believe in truth, to believe in yeah. objective truth. Let's not be ashamed to believe in right and wrong. You know, uh, I love the Proverbs that talk about to fear the Lord is to shun evil. Um, and just the idea, like, let's not get on the train that calls good evil and calls evil yeah. good. That's what the enemy does. Yeah. And so, I don't know, Levi, do you want to say anything about how the enemy hates truth and how Jesus is the truth? I know you've already talked about that, but just anything that's coming to your heart right now. I, I just, maybe just in this moment, we kind of talked, we've talked about it pretty kind of like rationally yeah. to the, to this point and just kind of on a, on a heart note, I've, I've experienced and I am sure people listening to this can experience like, yeah, but if I hold on to truth, then I'm going to alienate my friends or I'm going to create conflict. I'm going to make people feel uncomfortable. I'm going to make people feel judged on and on and on and on. And I would just encourage us that if we really follow that all the way to its logical conclusion, to allow people to live in lies is not the most loving thing to do yeah that's true (laughs) and to hold on to jesus and of course this is never licensed to be a jerk jesus never gives you license to be a jerk right but our culture conflates speaking absolute truth with being a jerk (laughs) and so we need to be discerning and say that culture's definition of being a jerk sometimes diverts from the bible's definition right and that being someone who speaks the truth in humble love, but confidence, that's a person of love, not a person of hate, not a person of bigotry, not a person that's against people. It's someone that's for other people trying to invite them into truth. Because if you're, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. Those are all Jesus. If you're, if you're going to say, if you're going to get loose on truth, you're going to get loose on life. And you're, you're the only way you're going to be able to invite people to true and abundant life is if you're inviting them to what's true about Jesus, about the world, about reality. And so I just want to encourage you. Don't let the enemy twist you into thinking that telling the truth is unloving. Wow. That's the opposite of what's true. The truth I can't remember where to attribute this quote, but someone at some point said the gospel is always necessarily offensive. Yeah. <laughs> because the gospel is the good news that I, I am a sinner and that I'm saved uh, in an unmerited way yeah. <laughs> by God's grace, by God's love and God's favor. Um, but in order to paint the full picture of what's truly happening, 
people need to hear the bad news that they're sinners, that they're right. opposed to God, that they're opposed to good. And a lot of times people don't want to hear that. And that's the hard side of truth. But I've, I've also heard the analogy that truth is like a, it's like a knife. Like it, it can be used to wound, but a surgeon needs a scalpel in order to perform healing. That's right. And so I just want to encourage us. Obviously we, we must be humble. We must be led by the spirit. We are not aiming to tear anyone down with truth, but we are aiming to invite people into true and abundant life. And gosh, if maybe, maybe just reread all four gospels in a row and you'll realize that, <laughs> I don't know, Jesus wasn't always as soft and cushy as we feel like we must be. <laughs> totally, bro. You know? And so again, which I'm not advocating being a jerk or having like, but sometimes we can be more discipled by our culture into um, uh, not hurting feelings at all costs. And Jesus is willing to hurt your feelings to save your soul. That's good, bro. Go ahead and (laughs) preach. And so at the end of the day, as disciples of Jesus, we need to learn to be like him and always humble, always loving, be willing to speak truth into people's lives and do not buy into the enemy's lie or the culture's kind of parallel lie that telling the truth is unloving. It's not, it's, so, it's, it's loving. That's so good. And Levi, maybe you can be thinking like for a second, you know, we're talking a lot about Jesus as the truth and the importance of truth. I just want to remind people, you know, like what is the truth of Christianity? What is, what's the gospel, you know? And so, but before we get there, I just wanted to like introduce this concept of, I think we've talked about it before, but just that idea of phenomenological transcendence. Ah, a classic. And it's just the idea that whether you believe it or not, truth is still true. And you've already been talking about That's a better name for it. (laughs) Phenomenological (laughs) transcendence. I kind of think of it as if you're driving around a bend and there's a tree, mm. you know, whether you, and, and, and you go on a course towards the tree, whether you see the tree, whether you believe the tree is there or not, if you hit the tree, it's bad, bad news. Yeah. Like the tree is there, whether you want to believe it or not. It's like phenomenologically transcendent. It's there, whether you see it, whether you want it to be there or not. And I just think that's, I think of the day. A little bit like that right now like the day is coming we are on a yeah. path to the day it's it's transcendent beyond our feelings uh beyond what we want and so it's a it's a warning you know and mm-hmm. truth warns Absolutely. and so i just want to encourage us like whether we that's the reality of truth is it's it's tied to reality <laughs> yeah. and it's there are realities in life that we have to reckon with yeah and that's what truth is and the day is one that we have to reckon with one day we will all stand before god and give an account of our lives and that's not a popular message but it's transcendent beyond our feelings and it's coming yeah and something i'm i've observed and i'm not the only one to observe this certainly is that nowadays people can kind of determine the truth of something by how passionately they feel it huh and they sort of it comes from a non-biblical assumption that sort of 
truth or right or goodness is inside of me. And so if this is like deeply my instinct and I feel this to the core of my being, then that must be what's true. Wow. And so there's this assumption that if I really, 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 really believe it, that's what makes it true. But that it that's not in line with uh, transphomological transcendence. <laughs> Phen- phenomenological transcendence. The <laughs> and the point is, if you really, really, really believe something, that doesn't make it true. That just makes you either really, really, really right or really, really, really wrong. Wow. Because like you said. Levi, that's offensive. I know. I'm, I'm offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Truth is offensive. <laughs> Truth is offensive and saving. Yeah. And that's one paradox of the gospel. But yeah, it's, it's what you're saying. The, the day is coming. And whether we like it or not, whether we want it or not, whether we believe it or not. And we need to reckon with that and contend with that. And ultimately, for those in Christ, that is good news. And as it says up and down in the New Testament, it's God's will that all would be saved. And that for those of us that see the day coming and rejoice, we're called to invite others to know Jesus so they can rejoice as we do with its arrival. And as we wrap up, like maybe somebody's listening, okay, Jake and Levi, you're talking a lot about truth. You're talking about a lot about Jesus. Like what is the core truth that Christians believe? You know, and I would just say, you know, first Corinthians 15, I think it's two through three. It says something like, by this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you've believed in vain for what I received. I passed on to you as a first importance that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas and then to the 12. And I like to describe the gospel this way. And Levi, maybe you can uh, just add anything I'm missing, but I like to say, The gospel is the good news that in fulfillment of the whole story of the Bible, Jesus Christ lived to usher in God's kingdom. He died to save us from our sins. He rose from the dead, conquering death, is now living enthroned as the true king of the universe and will return in glory to consummate history. Anyone who repents of their sin and believes in him is made right with God, receives the gift of the Holy Spirit, and is guaranteed eternal life. Christians believe so much, but at the core, the gospel's events about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Levi, what would you add there? I don't know if I would add. I would just kind of comment that humankind's fall was so complete yeah. in a lot of ways that... Would you say total? I would say total, the depravity even. <laughs> uh, and so we required a comprehensive salvation. Yeah. And we can be assured of salvation's completeness by the fact that Jesus took on humanity. Wow. (laughs) He became human in order to suffer everything that was due humans and then triumphed as the God human in order to apply all of salvation to humans. (laughs) Wow. And so as, as broken and in desperate need as humankind was, to that degree is the salvation that God brought through the incarnation, uh, Jesus being fully God and fully man. And so that that's our hope, that Jesus died the death we deserved, wow. that we could live the life he deserved and earned wow. um, in, in all of its facets of the now and the eternal. And we believe that salvation is found in no one else, not in Muhammad. 
mm-hmm. not in Buddha, not in Confucius. We believe. Uh, why do we believe that? Because that's offensive. But we believe it because Jesus said it. Yeah. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that creates urgency in us, doesn't yeah. it, Lee? It does. And uh, we're, but we're, we're called to not be ashamed because the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Mm-hmm. Levi, so thankful for you. Thanks for um, sharing. Levi, as we wrap up, is there anything else regarding living for the day, regarding truth uh, that you would want to share as we kind of close out our time? Oh man, I feel like you do a good job with that every every episode, bro. That I don't know, I'm just I'm just inspired by once I arrive there wanting to be able to look back on my life with no regrets. Come on. I just want to be able to look back and say, "No, I went for it. I didn't hold back." Um, I don't regret living the way I did. I'm not wishing I did anything different. Being able to say that on the day inspires me. And, uh, and confronts me in a really good and health. It offends me. Future Levi offends past Levi, current Levi sometimes. And that's good because, you know, sometimes it's necessary to be offended to be saved (laughs) as we've talked about. And so, um, yeah, I I just want to arrive in eternity satisfied and grateful with the life I live. Not that I'll ever be able to be perfect, live a perfect life, but by God's grace, I'm going to give it my best shot, you know, and be able to look back and say, we, we went for it. Come on. I'm with you. I am. No, let's just do it for real. High yeah. five. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Hashtag no regrets in eternity. Um, Levi, love you so much. Would you say a prayer for the podcast listeners? Um, anything regarding living for the day and truth? I'd love for you to pray for the person listening to this. Yeah. In Jesus name, I just, I pray Holy Spirit, that you would protect, just give a special blessing of protection over every listener right now, that they would be protected from the worldviews of the world, um, that they would be protected from the lies of the enemy, that they would be preserved in the truth of Jesus, of Jesus who is truth. God, I pray that you would, that you would abolish the lie that whether or not we believe in, we swim in all the time, that truth. Uh, believing in absolute truth is offensive, uh, that it's rude, that it's bad, um, and that you would protect us and help us affirm that, no, there is an absolute truth and he is good. <laughs> and that, that truth is good news for all that would humble themselves before the name of Jesus. And so, God, I pray that you would make us winsome, humble, bold followers of you that would invite people unashamedly humbly, gratefully, lovingly into the truth, into you, Lord Jesus. Pray that you would do that work in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being on the show, bro. This is so fun. Oh, yeah. Love you, man. Love you. Wasn't that awesome having Levi on the show? Uh, So thankful for my bro, and I hope you're encouraged and equipped in some way today. I think the nugget uh, is just that idea that Levi had of letting heaven be such a motivator for how we live on this earth. I love that idea of Levi basically saying, I don't want to have regrets in heaven. And, you know, I believe in God's grace, uh, we won't be weighed down by regrets in any way. But just, I think that's such an inspiring idea. What does it mean for me to live today? 
so that on that day, I'll have no regrets. Come on. I love that so much, and I just hope you're encouraged, hope you're equipped, and I can't wait for the next episode. May you be blessed. Uh, May you um, love Jesus the way, the truth, and the life. Let's go. Let's go.